Hello, and welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever. This is the show where we tell you about the worst comic book collection in existence, and it just happens to belong to us. I'm Jen. I'm Sean. And, uh... How are you? Yeah, how are you? I, I don't think we oh, say that enough we to people. Don't. How are you guys doing okay? Yeah. We hope you're okay. Uh-huh. We hope you're out, you know, doing the right thing, social distancing, staying safe and healthy, wearing masks. So, yeah. I want to say... We were talking about this earlier mm. about masks. Yeah. And how much we enjoy the masks. I do enjoy masks. And I don't understand why people are so against wearing them. I don't know. I just think it's fun. I like a mask. Uh, I appreciate, um, you know, being able to just cover up the old face, not have to worry. Not I don't have to wear makeup. It's been nice. Uh, we rewatched it for the first time in a long time. Ace Ventura. Yeah. We the did. first one to... Because it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And we were sitting around and we were like, I want to watch something that's going to make me laugh. Because I feel like we've been watching some intense shit. Because we also have been watching Perry Mason. Yes. On uh, HBO. Which, I, which you know... Well, I'll talk about talk about that after. But yeah, Ace Ventura. That movie, I mean, I've seen it. It's one of those movies I haven't seen a ton, but I remember it. Oh my God, I very, saw it very well. so many times when I was a kid. Yeah. I think... It may edge out the mask just a little bit. See, I never, I only saw the mask like maybe like once or twice. Probably definitely, definitely at least once. I always preferred the mask, but we had both. And I remember my sister and I just would watch both of them just on repeat constantly. So Ace Ventura, uh, obviously problematic, doesn't really hold up. But you know what? Jim Carrey is really fucking good at what he does yeah he's very funny he's really funny even though ace ventura is such a fucking stupid premise it's a stupid movie it's really dumb but he's really good at it yeah no he's jim jim carrey at the height of his powers was just uh, i don't know man i mean that that guy he was he was great yeah um and And i don't really think we have any physical comedian people who do impressions and shit like him anymore not not like not not I'm recently to think. anyway i mean there's people out there that do it but i'm trying to think of like a young person yeah who does it right now not anybody i can think of like i'm thinking like voice stuff i'm like oh bill Hader can do like all sorts of impressions but he's kind of like jim carrey's age yeah so i'm trying to think of like a young person who's come up lately that can do shit like well, you that. know what it is is i feel like we don't have mainstream movies that are out of control zany that's true anymore probably because a lot of of the problematic nature of these movies uh, they don't have to be but i'm sure if we made one today it would be problematic in 20 years let's be honest right but i'm saying like it's something where it's like if they just cut loose like in a movie like they do with ace ventura and just had just complete insanity of you know of characters and just you know this i mean because i feel like a lot of times things are very uh, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say, I'm trying to sound as people, it's like, oh, everybody's complaining. Like, no, I mean, a lot of people have, you know, a lot of people take contention with, with things that, you know, maybe rightly, rightly so. But at the same time, it's just like, well, they have, you know, but they just happen, you know? Yeah. And I just, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where I, there's a lot of stuff in that movie that I'm laughing at, but there's also a lot of stuff in that movie that I shouldn't be laughing at like it wasn't like obviously there's a big transphobic issue in that movie yeah if you've never seen it um but basic you know basically the lead villain ends up you know is, is presumed to be a woman but she ends up is really a man yeah 
and we are milking that oh my God. for all it's worth any so way, anytime much. we can. It's not even just one scene. I mean, like it carries on for scenes. It's not, it's, it's not even just a throwaway joke. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's like, it is the fucking like, then, then you want that. I'm trying to think of that word, but like, know. it's the apex. It, yeah. It's the key to the movie. basically. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, you know, when you're a kid, you know, when you're 14, or like when the movie came out, I was not with a kid. I was like 14 when the movie came out. You know, that movie was... It was, uh, it was, it was everywhere. Everybody just like, watched it. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, man, this is fun. I'm having a great time watching yeah. this. I don't... You, you don't know, Captain Einhorn's a man. Oh, my God, I'm having such a good time. Right. You know, and then you watch it back later, and you're just like, ah, this is... Yeah. This, this... I mean, it's... Jim Carrey is very funny. It's yeah. just... This is very weird yeah. to watch now. And, and I mean, there's even like... There's just know, little parts in there, though. That aren't even supposed to be funny, but they're funny just because like Jim Carrey will like look at somebody somewhat like yeah. in a certain way. And that makes it funny. And those are always my favorite moments in that movie. One of my favorite scenes is that one where he's going to go look for the dolphin at that party yeah. when he's like randomly sneaking around and he jumps out of a very low window <laughs> And then he goes, and for some reason, he jumps onto, like, the other side of a railing for no reason. It takes, like, three steps and jumps back over and then, like, jumps on a wall and pretends to be, like, climbing along the wall. But he's just standing on the ground. Yeah. Like, it's just really fucking dumb, but it's really funny. That's one of my favorite scenes in that movie. Well, because he's doing... Because he's so fucking stupid. Because he's doing... He's a... It's weird. It's like Gronk and Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, he's doing a bit for no one but himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just abusing the shit of himself. Uh, the one scene where he's... He just... He, he walks in to uh, that party. Uh-huh. And that guy is dressed like a... Like a like he's dressed like a sea captain or whatever. Sure. The guy, like the butler like or whatever. the guy who answers the door, yeah. The guy, you know, the butler or whatever. And he's... Uh, he looks like Gavin McLeod from Love Boat. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I am Captain Subing. How are Gopher and Doc? And he just goes... Huff, and he just walks right. away. Like, he's just doing stupid... Like, he's just yeah. biting... Just doing, like, stupid faces at people. Right. And that shit's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's really funny. And just, or just him going into a Cannibal Corpse concert... Oh my god! And just being Jim Carrey, being Ace Ventura in a Cannibal Corpse concert where everybody else just continues to be death metal Cannibal yes. Corpse. Like he's just walking up to some guy, just headbanging. He's like, "Hey, where's so and so? Mike here, or whatever." He's like, "All right, thanks." And, and the guy just keeps headbanging. He just goes, "Thank you." And there's just like a cutaway <laughs> of him just in like kind of like in the crowd, just kind of bobbing up and down, like looking like Ace Ventura. You know, just and that's and that's fucking. My God, really it funny. just, I love that. It's I just stupid. That shit's fucking hilarious. But that movie, it doesn't hold up, but it's still no, fun to it, watch, I guess. That's there, there's some fun moments to it, sure. Definitely, I don't understand, too, how people were like, oh, this could be for kids. Again, I was 14. There's a violent blowjob, <laughs> implied blowjob in the first, like, 10 minutes. My mom wouldn't let me watch Terminator, but that was fine. Ace Ventura, totally fine. My sister's 11 years old, and we're watching this fucking Ace Ventura constantly. Oh, yeah. Constantly, yeah. but Terminator, no. Alien, no. Yeah, no. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't see the difference. Alien doesn't have violent blowjobs. No, it certainly doesn't. No. I can confirm. I can confirm. There's no violent blowjobs in Alien or Aliens. Or Terminator. Or Terminator. Or Terminator Two. Just, Just dudes getting shot in the knee. <laughs> <laughs> What's worse, shot in the knee or violent blowjob? You make the call. <laughs> um, Choose your own adventure. So yeah, so we watch. Which apparently is a movie thing now. Oh, I know. There's like a Kimmy Schmidt movie that's on there. And There's just... a Kimmy Schmidt movie, but they're also going to release 
death in the family right. movie as uh, like a choose your own adventure. Batman, yeah. So like some of the scenes are from Under the Red Hood, but some of them are brand new. And I guess like you get to choose like if Jason Todd blows up or like if Batman saves him. Yeah. Or and I'm like, what, what is this movie? I kind of hope there's a I wish they would do it where you just don't pick anything. If Batman just stares at you, he just goes. The fuck! Come on, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> am happens. I gonna do something? I mean, what am I doing? No, he's maybe Batman stops at a dunks. It's like, here's a third option: go get coffee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that not my option? I would pick it throughout the whole movie. <laughs> he's just in a dunk. He's like, just go through a dunk and dunk. You just hear a building explode. <laughs> he's like, oh rush, shit! Rush, oh well. Rush to the scene of the explosion. Stop to eat a donut. Stop to eat a donut. <laughs> oh, I'm picking donuts every time. <laughs> I'm picking donuts every time. That's like when we were watching Pick Bandersnatch. A it was munchkins. Like, we were watching Bandersnatch, and one of the options was like punch the therapist. And I was like, punch the therapist. It's like movie's over. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, we did that a lot. I think we ended up doing that where it was like every bad choice we could make because it was such a weird idea. Yeah. That I was just like, yeah, punch the fucking well, I therapist. If, I wonder now. I wonder if that. Um, Kimmy Schmidt thing might be fun. Maybe. Because I love Kimmy I Schmidt. I love Kimmy Schmidt too, but I don't know how I feel about Choose Your Own Adventure. Probably because, and I'm sure I've told the story, I was so soured by Choose Your Own Adventure when I was a kid. Because I had one Choose Your Own Adventure book, and I always died the same way. No matter how many choices I made, I always got eaten by a giant spider. It was very annoying. Well, couldn't you like look back and be like... Well, at first I didn't understand what a Choose Your Own Adventure book was because somebody had just given it to me. Mm. So I just tried to read it all the way through and I was like, why doesn't this make sense? And then I figured out what it was because I read the instructions. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I always would end up at this, I would crawl down this tunnel and it would get very small. And at the end of it, giant spider. And then I get eaten. So I was like, I'm not going to make that choice. And I would make all these different choices and I would always end up with a giant spider. Why did you keep crawling down the hole? So it's all the same thing. It's like you make a choice. You're like, you go here, you go here. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, do this thing. And it's like, now you see a hole and you're crawling down it. And at the end is a giant spider. Well, then what's the point of the event? I don't know. Because obviously there has to be a different option, right? I don't know. Apparently I just fucked it up every time I got to eat my spider. How the does hell? this book work? I can't, I can't read the other part. No. Where I think we're where I don't crowd down to the hall and I go get coffee. Yeah, I, get a dunk, I, I go to Dunkin' Donuts with Batman. Buy forty eight Munchkins and drink a you know extra large Dunks. Where's that option? <laughs> the cover is just Jed sitting on a bench eating with Munchkins, munchkins in like the biggest Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Just you big can get. coffee. It's like don't get. It's just called choose your don't get eaten by a spider. Choose your own adventure book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eat donuts. Choose your own adventure. No, yeah, I would like eat donuts. <laughs> the the the, uh, the option to eat donuts and just be like, oh, that was a good day. I'm gonna go home. And then yeah. the, and then you know that's how the book ends. Yeah. The the other thing, uh, yeah, I wanted to bring up was we watched uh, Perry Mason on HBO. Yeah. And this is the uh, gritty prequel reboot. Well, it's not even a reboot because it's well, it's I, Perry okay. Mason begins. Perry Mason begins. Uh, the gritty Perry Mason re, uh, prequel story. Perry Mason, of course, being the lawyer drama from the late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, about there. And I, I, I want to think. I want to say that they rev- also did revive it in like the late eighties. Well, apparently he's a, a book character. He's there was a bunch of books about Perry Mason specials, stuff like that. And then he was a TV guy, a character. 
I assume he came back in the eighties. I, I think they. Brought, I just remember everybody always mentioned Perry Mason was always like a throwaway mention. Yeah, people were like, oh, someone so was watching Perry Mason. Like it's always been a thing. Because I remember, even though I've never seen anything of Perry Mason. Well, there's a, the Perry. I remember because he used to be on. I think it was on TBS, or they would do like TV movies on like NBC or some shit, or whatever whatever station it was on. I think it was either NBC or CBS. And I think it was NBC because I know there was a joke on an episode. Uh, actually, my favorite episode of Fresh Prince about the pool party, uh-huh. where they have a pool party uh, because uh, and Dr. Uncle Phil told them not to, and Will and Carlton, as a, as a lark, uh, you know, just to teach some common sense, uh, Uncle Phil served them a subpoena and sent, you know had them come to trial, mm. and they were doing it. And he was like, oh, yeah, they're not going to take this seriously. And then they came into the room and the T- Perry Mason theme is playing. That's you know, Carlton and uh, uh, Will are coming in. Actually, that's my favorite episode. I think it's actually might might be on HBO Max. Oh, maybe, yeah. I think I should fresh, maybe I should find that sometime. And that and also the song Perry Mason by uh, Ozzy Osbourne from his 1995 album Osmosis. Uh-huh. Where it's just something like, who can we get on the case? We need Perry Mason. Good job, babe. Um, so proud. But the song jams. I don't know why he's singing about Perry Mason. Maybe Ozzy's a real big Perry Mason fan. He's old enough to probably have enjoyed Perry Mason. But anyways, it's a gritty reboot. It's Perry Mason uh, as an investigator, uh, private investigator. Uh, trying to... Working for John Lithgow. Working for John Lithgow. Progressive soup! Yes. John Lithgow, and uh, he's trying to solve a case about a baby murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. That is what this is about. It's about a baby murder, and uh, Stephen Root, uh, stapler guy from uh, Office Space, uh, he plays the DA, and uh, the girl that plays uh, Sheila, the wolf girl on Glow, plays like the the mother mm-hmm. of this dead baby, and then there's also there's also this church thing yeah. going on with uh, Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black, yeah, and she looks like Lady Gaga, yeah, and she's but but like and she's like it's like a revivalist church, but they're also doing like plays in the middle of the fucking church, yeah, and she's got like a radio show and. Apparently it's based on, and I vaguely remember hearing about this, but apparently it's based on like an actual church that was like founded in L.A. Oh, really? Yeah, in the 30s, because there was this whole thing where they were going to literally, and I literally do what they're doing in the the movie, which is like have this whole town that. Oh, yes, right. There's supposed to be a whole thing about town. Yeah, full of the constituents and like da, 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 uh, the members of the church, but it kind of all falls apart. And I think somebody ends up getting murdered because I feel like I heard about it on my favorite murder, but I vaguely vaguely remember it. I don't want to get into it because you should if you have HBO Max or HBO or whatever, you should watch it. Uh, But it's pretty it's pretty nuts. Like Robert Downey Jr. is like producing it. Yeah. Like him and his wife. There's just this one scene. I think it was the most previous episode where they're like everybody's in a fucking cemetery and people you know oh my god there was like fights in the cemetery because, because tatiana and- maslani is like i'm gonna resurrect this dead baby and and she she knows she can't but everybody believes her and yeah people, a lot of people don't and then it's like this big media spectacle and then perry mason's driving his car punching people off of cars it's <laughs> it's nuts it's nuts and I, I can't and i think the finale is next week so Sunday yeah. uh, and it's it was only supposed to be like a like a limited series, but you know, it obviously is done very well. So they're just gonna, you know, bring it back for a second season, which I'm like, great. Sure. You know? Which is it's nice too. It's nice to f- watch something new. 
Because you were like telling me, you was, was like, oh, we should watch Perry Mason, we should watch Perry Mason. And I was like, eh. Because I kept whatever. hearing all these people talk about it. Yeah, I was kicking the tires on it. And then, uh, and then we were just like, okay, fine, let's watch it. And that's what happens with these shows. It's like you, you kick the tires on them for a while. I'm not, I'm just saying in general. Yeah. And then you just go, oh, I guess I'll watch it. And then you're Masonite. Sure. Or whatever they call the fans. I don't know. I mean, it's got the, the guy who plays Perry Mason is, uh, what's his name? Matthew Reese. Is he an American actor? No, he's Welsh. Is he Welsh? Okay. He's Welsh, but... He's, 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 his accent? I never... I didn't... I was thinking... You don't really pick... Accent. He, you don't really pick it up because he was in The Americans forever, mm. which is a fantastic show. I was, would, he, was he Russian and American? Yeah, but he never has... I mean, he really doesn't ever have a Russian accent. He's just American. Because that's the whole thing. He's supposed to... Him and Carrie Russell yeah. are Russian spies who are living in America, but they're blending in and whatever and like doing all these like missions on the back end to like you know it, for the joy of russia or whatever to like stop america and there's like a whole conflict between him and carrie russell because they're married but they're married because that's their assignment to be married so they always have a kind of like you can tell he kind of loves her a little bit more than she does and it's just like this weird dynamic he kind of likes living in america like he likes having a car like the fast car that he gets and he he likes you know not starving and and he likes america but she's like a super zealot like dedicated to the cause so they like have these huge things where they're like let's get out of here like let's get out of life and just stay and she's like are you crazy we're gonna go to russia and he's like why would we go to russia and there's like this whole thing they're going through we have dolby sound system and nintendo yeah why but would we neither go? one of them have russian accents but there's also there's a lot of wigs in that show so oh, many man. wigs so many fake mustaches <laughs> but yeah perry mason it's pretty dope yeah he's, um, he's a pretty good actor so let's take a quick break and we'll come back with our book for this week do you want to feel more like a part of your favorite comic book podcast? Well, then join me, David, and my co-host, Dane, over on Comic Trades Monthly, where every month we talk about a volume of your favorite comic series. Just like a book club format, we go through the ins and outs of character, plot, and story arc in general as to what it means today. So, come over to Comic Trades Monthly and tell us what you think of the next volume that we're going to be reading. I can't wait to see you there. All right, we're back here on Worst Collection Ever with our book for this week. It is yet another selection from our pile of quarantine comics, mm -hmm. which is getting kind of low. <gasps> oh, no. I mean, it's not that low. I was going to say. But there's still like, I feel like we're almost, we got to be halfway through at this point. Um, but this one is called The Twelve, number five from... July 2008. The 12 is a Marvel book. It's a limited series. Mm -hmm. It was written, well, I'm assuming he wrote it, uh, J. Michael Straczynski. This is an interesting concept. Do you, do you yeah. know anything about this? I mean, I know the concept because I read it, but. Do you know, like, who these characters, like, really are? My guess is they are actually old comic book characters from back in the day that Marvel, except for Black Widow, that Marvel hasn't used in a bajillion years, so they just threw them in this book. Yeah, that's yeah. actually, that's it. And yeah, I'm guessing I, probably to, like, maintain copyright or something. If we really want to get down to the business reason. Yeah, most likely. But I didn't realize that. And I was, because I was looking this up, and I'm just like, okay, I don't, I think, are these all, like, just, is this just, like, a story about, like, some anachronist, anachronistic, anachronistic characters displaced out of time? Yeah. And uh, as it turns out, these are all very real characters that existed Primarily in the 40s. 
Yeah, I figured they were. I did not do any research, but that was my guess. And uh, even Black Widow. That that's something I didn't realize. There was multiple Black Widows, and there was like a Black Widow for that. But she she's kind of like, like um, Black Canary. Yeah, There's just like a bunch of them. Yeah, it's it's very much it's it's a very like it's a very DC kind of idea. Yeah, uh, but it also reminds me of like what Watchmen was supposed to be. Yeah, because the whole idea about Watchmen was that when DC purchase like Charlton Comics, you know, or, you know, a bunch of these other older comic book lines and they got access to like Captain Adam and uh, Blue Beetle and sure. those other characters. Like they were going to, you know, Alan Moore wanted to use those characters in his, in, in Watchmen and just basically do what he was going to do with them. But obviously, you know, DC was like, nah, because we got plans for, you know, Blue Beetle and sure. I don't know. I like this. And it's, it's, it's just interesting because I'm like, I, these are characters that like, I wouldn't think some of these, I wouldn't think to exist. Sure. Like they would be like actual characters, but apparently they were, but a lot of them too, only like were around for maybe like three or four issues. Right. And like stuff like, like mystic comics and USA, like just random ass bullshit. Like maybe we're just around for barely three or four issues. Sure. It's, uh, it's interesting. The story itself, um, after kind of reading like a synopsis of it and stuff like that, uh, it gets pretty out of control. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, well, I'll just talk about the cover here real quick. So on the cover, it says the 12. And it also was something that's interesting is that it doesn't have like a typical Marvel logo on it. No, like, it doesn't. Like the way I had to go back and actually look. I was like, wait, is this Marvel? And I went well, back and looked. Well, it says Marvel Comics publication. But for a second, I was like the way that it's set up. I thought I was like, well, maybe this is like an epic comics mm. or like a different imprint of Marvel. Uh-huh. And no, this is just actually like a Marvel comic. It just is the way that they put it. Right. And and it's very much, you know, tied into the rest of the Marvel comics, you know, canon. You know, it's 616. Right. So there's no reason for uh, there's no reason why Hulk couldn't show up and. Oh, sure. Fight the Blue Blade or whatever. <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts about the Blue Blade. Oh, yeah. Uh, so anyways, on the cover here, it says. We have a we have a picture of a grimacing man with a half mask and a, he's got a red mask, uh-huh. half red. Red was like I don't know what they're called because it's not a full mask, but it's just like it's like a, a cowl. Yeah, I guess you would say I guess they're, I guess they're cowls. Yeah, uh, red mask, red cape, and he's holding a smoking gun and he's looking at the camera like uh, it says the witness because this is the witness, mm-hmm. the witness. He's seen what you've done, a soul searing expose. What's happening here is that you have. These 12 heroes mm-hmm. who were like fighting the Nazis in World War II and they got like frozen. Yes. They got captured and frozen. Captured and frozen. So they've been on ice until 2008. Yes. When they are unfrozen and just dropped into the modern world. So it's basically them dealing with coming from the 40s to now. Well, actually, what they did originally. And this is this is kind of fucked up. They try to do like a village thing with them initially. Oh, really? Where they had them in hospital and they're trying to be like, yeah, this is the 40s. Look, you're kind of hosp- like what they did at the end of Captain America. What do you mean? Do you remember the end of the first Captain America movie? Well, I thought he just falls into the ice. No, or he just he you know, does, up on that ship. I don't remember if it's a stinger. Probably a stinger. Yeah, because but- there's the part where he wakes up in the hospital and the nurse comes in. And she's like, oh, yeah, Captain, you're in the hospital, da-da-da-da-da. And it's set up to look like 1940. Oh, okay. And he 
clocks it right away that it's not because there's too many things that are wrong. And he runs out and doesn't he end up in like the middle of Times Square or something? And Nick Fury shows up and talks to him. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that particular one. Me too. But But, I do remember that scene. So there's these different, so there's these different characters and they're all frozen and they get released and they're supposed to try, they're trying to put up this ruse in this hospital and they end up seeing through it anyways. And then they're like, fine, look, it sucks that you guys, you know, it sucks that you guys have been frozen for so long, but the government is like, look, we'll give you a year to decide whether or not you want to either be a government operative because we're already civil war. Yeah. You know, past civil war. So we're, you know, you have to register as being a hero or you can just live your life not being a hero right. or not being a superhero. They also give them like a mansion to live in. Yeah. They live in this like nice house somewhere. Yeah. And they just like, look, you can live in this mansion, you know, all you know, your families are probably. Professor X's X-Men. Oh, the school. The school. Because yeah. it's all nice and shit. And yeah. But a lot of them have to be like, OK, well, is anybody I knew still alive? And yeah. I think that's a, that's in here, too. So the roll call is uh, we start with Phantom Reporter. <laughs> Which, that was one of those ones where I was like, okay, <laughs> he probably didn't last more than, like, an issue. But here's the thing. All these guys, like, have, like, powers. Like, even the Phantom Reporter, like, he's got, like, some sort of, like... But not really great powers. Because there's even a scene where he's talking to one of the other guys. He's like, well, we're not one of the superpower, like, the high-powered guys, so we should team up. Well, they have, like, super strength and, like... Like a lot of them have like super strength and like durability and, mm-hmm. you know, some gimmicks, but like not a lot outside of that. Sure. We have so we have Phantom Reporter, Rockman. Yeah, uh, Rockman confused the hell out of me because I don't even think he's in this issue. He's not in this issue, but Rockman is basically a dude who thinks he has like a f- subterranean family. Thinks he has? But he but there really isn't because something happens with like he gets affected by some some rock or something. And he has like bolt. He has like, you know, stone durability powers or whatever. Okay. Uh, fiery mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has fire eyes. Sure. Uh, mastermind Excello, which is a, a long name for a hero. It's really weird for a hero. Yeah. Mis- but he's like a psychic, right? Um, he maybe. has some sort of like mind ability. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it is, but yeah. Mr. E. I forgot what he does, but mm-hmm. uh, Captain Wonder, who's basically like a Superman. He has like w- like a oh, he's actually more like our man. Yeah, he has like a wonder fluid. That's what it's called that yeah. he uses. The witness who that's a fucked up character, which we'll talk about him. Yeah, we'll save that. Because I'm like, bit. that was a real character in the 40s because that is fucked up. That's pretty dark. And I'm surprised it's real dark. I'm surprised like they didn't do more with that. It's like kind of maybe like, ah, bring it back. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, can we bring him back now? Because he's kind of perfect for yeah. now. Uh, Black Widow, who is just uh, she's like a the, like a demon child. This Black Widow. Oh, is that what she's supposed to that? Then that makes a lot of sense. When we actually there's one frame with her and I was like, hey, Black Widow, what's up? Can we be friends? <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's like a it's like a raven. Yeah, like a raven kind of deal. Yeah. Laughing Mask, who <laughs> laughing, ma- poor, actually, poor Laughing poor Mask. Laughing Mask kind of gets the shaft in this fucking book, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually it's pretty funny. It's hilarious. Uh, and then uh, Blue Blade, who oh, man. is, uh, he looks like uh, a Three Musketeers. He really does. 
There's some really questionable outfits in this book. We will talk about it. Dynamic man who uh, ends up being, this is very much, I feel like this is very emphasized in the Marvel Wiki, a genitalless android. Oh, is he the guy in the box? What box? Remember there's that woman who wants to get the thing back. It's the guy in the box. No, no, this is the next. So there's Electro. He's, that's the robot. Oh, the robot. He's the, that's the robot that is controlled by this guy's father or whatever, or this woman, you know, or something. I forgot exactly what, what, I don't know if the, is the guy, I don't know if the guys are alive or whatever, but yeah, we start right off with the witness. Yeah. The witness is sitting at a diner. Mm -hmm. Hanging out in a diner somewhere, um, probably in the financial district. Well, no, maybe closer to like a courthouse. I'm assuming they're in New York. And she's like, hey, man, once the lawyers, because this is like, you know, ground zero for all the lawyers. Right. Once they go home for the night, this place is like empty as shit. You're the only guy here. So. This waitress is stacked, by the way. And I'm not. Oh, that. she's real. No, she, she, her rack is huge. I, I don't really want to point that out, but it's no, very. No, no, it's like, insane how big It's like that episode are. of Seinfeld where like the all the waitresses were stacked and like, I think it was like, so, I somebody was complaining. I think it was, I think it was Elaine was complaining about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she's like, well, what's like, what's your story? And so he, he, he starts out with something like. He doesn't want a pie or anything. And then because she asks him, oh, you want pie? You want this? He's like, so so what do you want? And he's like, well, me, I want justice. And she's yeah. like, oh, man, well, anybody who starts out with a fucking pickup line like that's got to have a story. Well, he says specifically, he goes, oh, you look like you're waiting for something. And she's like, he's like, I am. I'm waiting for justice. Yeah, and she's like, all right, you know, lay it on me, buddy. But before we can get into his story, she's like, oh, wait, my friend called me and told me I had to see what was going on on the TV. And that's when we see what's his name? Dynamic Man. Apparently, Dynamic Man has gone and registered with the government. Well, this is confusing because I had to look, double check this. But so he's standing here and like on this TV. Yeah. And it looks like his hands are behind his back. And he's just kind of standing at attention. It looks like he's being arrested. But that's the thing. I'm looking at it because he's got these cops behind him. And I'm like, why is he being arrested if he's registering? I thought that should be. That's a good thing. So he apparently he is helping the FBI by just breaking through walls. Like, the, yeah, the, he's the basically he's basically like the first guy in the SWAT team. Yeah. And he, like, gets flamethrowered? Well, yeah, it's a fucking exterminator. Oh. <laughs> Remember the hot dog guy? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, he's not the hot... Her not the, the exterminator's not the hot dog guy. Uh, watch the exterminator. Um, you know what we're talking about. But he is being uh, flambeed by the exterminator. Yeah, yeah. But this also doesn't make sense because later on when he's revealed to be, like, a, an android, yeah. it's because the fiery mask burns off all of his, his clothes. But for some reason, he's being burned here and his clothes aren't coming off. So, yeah, I guess yeah. that makes no sense. So they're like, oh, well, this guy's, you know, registered with the government. He's working with the FBI, whatever. And so then after that little news report is over, we go back to talking to who's the witness. Well, we get a we get a joke here. We get a, a joke, a, a J. Edgar Hoover joke. Oh, yeah. Like he says that J. Edgar Hoover was like a great man. Yeah, he's like, he, J. Edgar Hoover was, he was a man's a man's man. man. And, and Jay uh, Hoover was a crossroads. She's like, well, you know, you're not going to be the only guy here by yourself for a while because here comes one of my regulars. Uh, well, no, we get his origin first. Oh, you're right. We get his origin first. So we get his, we get the witness's origin. Basically, he was a cop who accidentally shot an innocent man. Uh, and he actually cared. <laughs> he, he had, yeah, he, yeah. He, was, he was very remorseful about it, but he had to go to jail. Yes. And, and he was in jail for like six months or something. Yeah, and then or no, two years. Oh, two years. He was in jail for two years, and he got out, and he couldn't fucking get a job, and no, he was living on the streets. So he was like, 
life sucks. I'm going to kill myself. Time to off myself. And then, but as he's about to do that, and I feel like this is an origin of somebody. I'm trying to think. This reminded me of somebody. It's kind of like the Spectre. Spectre wasn't killing himself, though. Like, he got murdered. Right. Also kind of like Spawn. Mm, got yes. murdered. Well, no. Well, Spawn got murdered and he, like, hooked up with the devil. Well, that was the thing. Spawn was so angry he hooked up with the devil. But still, it was – he died and, and was sent back in this superhero guys to, like, do something. Yeah. And so what his, he's supposed to do – what he's supposed to do is – it's kind of like a minority report thing. Yeah. Where- he, he knows people's deepest, darkest secrets. And if and he can see bad things that are going to happen to people, but he gets to sit there and be like, if this person is good, then my job is to try to prevent this horrible thing from happening because they're a good person. Uh-huh. If this person is not bad, my job is to watch the, them die or whatever horrible things going to happen because they deserve it because they're a terrible person. So that's when her regular, comes her regular, up. she's like, oh, okay. Anyways, there's one of my guys and here's my, and my like, old, you know, my old regular who's like, you know, at that time, what, like, you know, 80 something. The witness is like, is he, is he a good man? And she's like, well, he doesn't tip that well. It's like, well, he wasn't that good when he was a guard at Auschwitz. Right. And then like, he goes outside to watch this old man get hit by a bus, which is actually hilariously funny. But yeah, and he's he just like, I have to sit here. He says something. He's like, I have to watch the thing that's supposed to happen or whatever. It's dark as shit, actually. It's pretty fucked up. He gets, I kind of so, like so it. So this old man gets hit by a bus. Dies. Uh, going to Yancey Street, by the way. Going to pick up the thing. Yeah. But he has to, like, wear his outfit. Like, so imagine, like. Yeah, that's right. He has to, like, put on his costume. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's something where it just automatically appeared. But, like, he's sitting there in the because he's wearing a suit. Yeah. You know, and he's just wearing like a like a suit in the diner. And then like, you know, the guy's crossing the street. So in, in the midst of this time of this man crossing the street, he has to get his cowl and his outfit on and go and watch this guy get hit by a bus. And he watches it and he just has a look like on his face like somebody farted, which probably because uh, it's, so. it's horrifying <laughs> it's to have horrifying. to watch somebody get hit by a bus. He's like, yeah, I got to watch that. So uh, that's it. So then we cut to uh, this mansion where. The, the rest of the dudes are there. And uh, so we got the witness. Uh, it's, like, it's like the next morning. Yeah. We got, I'm trying to think. So we got the witness. The professor Dynamic guy. Man. Is that the professor? Who's, which one's the professor? It's hard. It's hard to tell because. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know who they are yet. But I, one, whoever the professor well, well, guy Mr. is. The, the, what, the, what the mastermind? Is if he's. The, he's got weird eyebrows. So he's not there. Yeah. Well, no, there's a guy because they call this guy the professor. He's like a teacher or something. Professor Jordan here was telling us, so... Um, I have no idea. I think it's Mr. E is the professor. Yeah, I think... Or maybe it's, it's a Phantom Reporter. It's one of the two. No, Phantom Reporter is the guy sitting in the thing later. I forget who this is. Um, so anyways, they call him the professor or whatever. And he's just like staring at a picture because he found out that the kids that he left when he went to the war, who were at the time like, you know, six or seven, they're dead. So his wife's dead. So he's just like staring at this picture being like, everybody's like, oh, you know, what's with him? He's like, oh, you know, he's mad because his family's dead or whatever. Diamondback man comes in and he's just like, he's like, what the hell? He's like, hey, guys, I work for the FBI now. Isn't that pretty cool? And they're like, hey, man, maybe you should like chill out because this guy's family's dead. He's like, ah, fuck that. Yeah. So he's and then they're going to get in a fight. And that's where the, the guy with the flame eyes like steps in between them. Oh, so this is fiery mask. Yeah. Whoever steps in between them. Yeah, we have a little brawl here. Yeah. 
Then this is where we get the guy that was running uh, the Electro robot, his daughter. Yeah, so the daughter is talking to like a military guy and she's like, hey, I know you found this robot in Germany with all these frozen heroes, um, but it's my father's because here's the patent and da 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 and... The military guy's like, salvage rules. Sorry, not your, you know, ours. And she's like, well, you're not even keeping it. I, you know, I'm going to take you to court and get it back. He's like, well, you know, whatever. And then she tells the story that like her father, like telepathically connected with this robot. Yeah. And then when it like went off course in Germany, he was too far away from it. So like the link snapped and her father died of loneliness. His brain died of loneliness. And I was like, what? And so did that, and she's like, yeah, don't, you know, we'll see you in court or whatever. So that's just what that is. So this is where we get the, the Blue Blade. This is where Blue Blade. Oh, Blue Blade. My fucking God. So Blue Blade. Um, was an actor. Was an actor. Yes. And now he's back. He was frozen in the 40s. Yeah. Thought out 2008. And this is where we start the questionable outfit choices. Oh, 100%. That are in this because so the blue blade is dressed like a three musketeer, but he doesn't have a shirt no on. Shirt, just cape. Just a cape with like the little thing. And then he's wearing those like, you know, the puffy shorts that the they used to wear, like basically like the, the guard in the Vatican wear them. These like weird, annoyingly puffy shorts. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he's got no pants. But he, and then he just has bare legs and they're like all ripped and they're like very lovingly detailed it's real weird this bit it's a real i'm like why is this from the 40s why is this man dressed like this but apparently i don't know if he was i can't remember if he was an actor like a like a celebrity well he says that the reason that he started he even tried to make blue blade a superhero is so he wouldn't have to audition anymore because he hates to audition and he's right now the blue blade is at a tv studio he's like with i'm assuming his agent and he's like you we're gonna get you to like have a variety this show. This agent guy is like an old dude. He reminds me of uh, the 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 turtle from uh, Bo- BoJack Horseman. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Actually, a lot of these dudes here. Yeah, like they they because a lot of these it's weird because they're supposed to, like a bunch of executives here. Yeah, it's because two thousand and eight. But a lot of these people just look like they're older Don Drapers and shit. Yeah, so he's like gonna do his variety show in front of these executives to try to get it greenlit. And he yeah. has like these dancers who are dressed like him and they're called the Bladies. The Bladies, yeah. A bunch of women in corsets. and uh, So it's like, here's the blue blade. And he comes down and well, there's, there's some, all these dancers. There's some bits here because like he's like, uh, you know, this, his agent's like, hey, maybe like, you know, the, they, the, the agent, you know, the networks want to make sure you're hip to like a modern audience. He's like, well, kids just want to grow up to be Douglas Fairbanks. And he's like, yeah, uh, the the thing about that, nobody knows who Douglas yeah. Fairbanks is. Your, your audience would have to Google who Douglas Fairbanks Most is. Most viewers out there wouldn't know, even know who Fairbanks was without Googling him. And he goes, well, that seems fair because Mr. Fairbanks spent a lot of his time Googling every woman he met. <laughs> this guy would be a hit on either CBS. Oh, yeah. I think your dad would love this guy. Oh, my dad would absolutely love this guy because basically what happens is this guy comes in. He's like, here it is, the blue blade, and then he just rips off Rodney Dangerfield's act, and he, starts, he does, he does like wife he does jokes, wife jokes, like hacky, like Henny Youngman jokes. He's like, oh, you know, I'm not going to touch it's these. Complete with the rim shot. But yeah, don't bump, but don't bump. He literally does. He's like, 
He's like, oh, I'm, you know, look at these hot ladies, but don't you worry, I'm not going to touch them because my wife would kill me. And then he's like, you know, my wife really misses me. Yeah, she's got like a sniper on the roof. Maybe <laughs> one, if that guy gets better, she's not going to miss me. I like, I like, so his agent's watching this. He's just like doing these jokes and they just like, yeah. Yeah. And then this guy sitting in front of him is just like, got this horrified look. It's just like, like yeah. Red Foreman motherfucker. Yeah, because this um, guy gets really like. Well, he's like the head of the, the, the networks or something. Yeah. And he's like, wife jokes. Like he gets all mad. Yeah, wife jokes i thought it was at a roast and he's like no maybe we'll uh he's like look you know maybe you know retro is hot you know maybe we should let him maybe you don't want to let him go to another network right but then this fucking guy you know this this head of this this big wig is just like all right well i guess we'll give him a deal and uh yeah he's like but you you only get get three episodes you only get three episodes and get him some writers mid-season yep and get him some writers Fuck, not even mid-season. Give him his summer, drop him in a summer time slot. Yeah. I don't know why not just get some, go to fucking cable. Go to TV land. Yeah, I mean, this is what, 28, 2008? 2008. Yeah, we've got some shit. We've got some space for that. There's options. There is in 2008. There yeah. are plenty of options. There, I mean, shit, you know. There's plenty of weirdos out there who love this guy's show. You can film this thing and put it in syndication on like what is that that i think um pluto tv yeah pluto tv no what was that uh there was a oh god what well, my parents used to watch it you know they would show like all these old shows it's like oh, a re- nick at night no well, nick at night well nick at night is basically tv land yeah well now yeah it used to be called nick at night. i think it was around that too yeah because uh tv land's been around for a long time yeah but it used to be when i was a kid nick at night yeah oh yeah i remember that but they're trying to figure this out yeah they're, they're trying uh, they should just Fuck, did you just go to YouTube and see if it's even worse? At this point, yeah. But he's like, no, I have to have a network TV show. And they're just like, ah, maybe we'll give you a network show. Like, yeah. Now, I don't know if this is something, though, where in previous issues, because we're like issue five. Like, I don't know if in the previous four issues, these guys have been, uh, you know, this blue blade has been out, you know, doing the fucking talk show circuit. You know, right. if he's kind of like hit guy from the rest of the crew. Right. You know, because like, you know, you know, Dave Jay Leno's probably like, hey, you hear this? You hear about this? You hear about these guys? You know, these popsicles that came on? <laughs> popsicles. You know, and, uh, and he's like, well, we're going to have one right here. It's like, hey, Blue Blade, you know, you hear about this? You know, and, uh, you know, so that's basically, I wonder if that's what's happening. Maybe they went viral or something like that. Because, you know, YouTube sure. is, it's 2008. YouTube is well, is it's on its way yeah. you know, to being basically, you know, what we, what we do. Right. So, uh, but he ends up getting a show and he is elated then we cut to this is the professor right this is the the he's at the school yeah yeah so this is the guy who was sad about his his kids dying yeah he's at the school and uh trying to i I don't know exactly who this guy which one would i don't know who he is exactly but they they call him the professor (coughs) whatever yeah so he's at the school and he's like there to like cheer up kids or whatever and he's like talking to like at-risk youth but the problem is is that everything he says just doesn't hold any water to these kids one of the guys is like hold up your hands if somebody in your family got you or somebody in your family got shot and like all these kids hold their hands yeah and this guy's just like who would shoot other kids and this guy's like uh other, other, other kids. kids yeah he'll shoot other kids and he's having a he's sitting on the so yeah bench. then he like goes out to the bleachers or whatever and that's when dynamic man shows back up and he's like Tries to give him a pep talk. He's like, look, this world is not the world we were promised in the 40s. We were promised flying fucking cars. Yeah. And you know what? what? I'm with you, man. This guy's fucking right. He's like, this is just not what we were promised. I'm like, yeah, this isn't what any of us were promised. He says, he says, flying cars, jetpacks, no more poverty, 
buildings five miles high yeah. and looter colonies. God damn it. I want my flying cars and moon house. Right? No moon house. We were promised no poverty. And now we just have this fucking nightmare. <sighs> Yeah, that guy, I understand where that guy's coming from. For a second. And he's like, we just have to kind of like hang out until this world becomes the world that we were promised. Because he's like, I'm here for a perfect world. And this is not the perfect world we were promised. I'm confused here because for for a second I was confused because I was reading this. and I I thought these two guys were the same guy. Yeah, they're not. I thought he was talking to himself. That'd be funny. Because he just goes fly away in in one panel. And then in the next panel, like Diane Evans out there. And I was like, what's happening? Yeah, he just tells him to leave. So this is where... We run into which other guy are we well, talking the, about? The mask, the laughing mask, and that's the the journalist guy, though the phantom the reporter? reporter. Okay, yeah, yeah, phantom reporter and laughing mask are talking, and he's like, "This is where there's like we should, you and I should like basically be a tag team because no one else, no none of the bigger guys are going to hang out with us. Yeah, so we should hang out together. It'll be really cool, like you and me. And the phantom reporter's just like, "You're an idiot." And he's like, well, I'm going to I'm trying to get my guns back, you know, because the gun because yeah, his guns were confiscated. Yeah, I guess when he was unfrozen or something unfrozen. So they're like, ah, shit. And like laughing mask is like, hey, buddy, I know you're like sad because Black Widow's not here. But like, dude, we haven't even seen her days and she's never going to like you. And then we cut we cut to like the best panel of the whole book, which is like Black Widow at a goth club. Yeah. And apparently that's where she's been yeah. this whole fucking time. And I'm like, Black Widow, can we be friends? Just sitting there. Well, also, it might be a lesbian club because according to the, the wiki, she is a bisexual. Oh, yeah. Good for so her. So she's a bisexual goth. And she's I just I just like it just cuts to her this club and she's just wearing her outfit. She's yeah. Like, yeah. But she fits in because everybody else looks like 100 percent. You wouldn't even think you, you yeah. wouldn't think, you wouldn't even think twice. She's wearing a cape. You're like, yeah, you're fine. You're a goth club. Wear a cape. And also, what the funny thing is, her name is Clairvoyant. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's like uh, her actual name. Jokes. Even though she's a demon, what demon woman? Sure. And then Doctor Everett, they show a picture. They show him, and he's just reading. And apparently, he lives in a lead-lined house, which okay. uh, can't be healthy. So the uh, reporter and uh, Laughing Mask are sitting there, and the cops come in. They're like, "So you're like Laughing Mask?" And he's like, "Well." He's like, yeah. He's like, well, we, we he's look like, through your guns. Oh, he's like, oh, are you here to give me my guns back? And yeah. he's like, mm, so about that, uh, the ballistics on your old ass gun matched a murder of some gangster in 1940. And since there's no statute of limitations on murder, you're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's saying now it is, you know. You're like, oh, he shot a gangster. It's like, yeah, but he still murdered a dude in 1940. Yep. yep. This this guy is fucked. Oh yeah, <laughs> he just he has to go to jail. So yeah, they arrest him, and then the reporter just kind of sits there and stares at him the whole time. We get something with Wonder Man. Wonder. I think that's a professor guy. No, because he's crying at the end. Captain Wonder. Wait, so is this? I think that's the professor. Oh, Captain Wonder. Captain Wonder was the guy that was talking. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Now, now Jordan, now can I remember the name? Okay. Yeah, because he's like crying at the end. He's having a flying cry. He also, is. immensely hairy legs. That's what I'm talking about with these fashion choices because like he puts his costume on and it's like. The top half. Okay, the, so top the top half looks like a regular costume. The top half actually looks a lot like Commander Steel. Yeah. But the, the bottom half looks like. The bottom like, half is just like short shorts. <laughs> and like. His again with the really lovingly rendered man leg. Oh yeah! I'm like, what is happening in this book? These are so because there's a, there's actually a lot and of man hair in this. Movie he's really because, hairy, uh, which is fun. There's nothing wrong with a hairy leg. You know, people have body hair, and that's 
what it is. But at the same time, I'm just like, I've never seen it so lovingly rendered in a comic book before. Well, you know, these guys are from the 40s. You know, they don't know about oh, they don't know about the, waxing. They don't know about waxing or the or manscaped. They don't know about any of that stuff. yet. So they're still, you know, playing from the old old school rules. <laughs> I guess. we in uh, short shorts and hairy legs. Yeah. Which, you know, whatever. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. I've just never seen it so lovingly drawn. You know, basically he's just having a thoughts to himself about how shitty the world is and how his family's is. dead. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's how the story ends. We get uh, a preview of the Eter- like an Eternals ongoing mm-hmm. from 2008, which. Sure. I guess I should I guess I should read this and figure out what the hell's going to happen in the movie. I'm going in cold. I'm going to go in cold. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm going to let J- Angelina Jolie and uh, Kumail tell me all about it. Exactly. I'll let them let them. Uh, Help me out. But yeah, that's it for the 12, number five from July 2008. Since there are six more issues in this story, would you want to read? Would you want to I'll ask a different question instead of reading one of the next issue? Not wanting to read the next issue. Would you want to read this entire story? You know what? I probably would because it is a really interesting concept. I, I like what they've set up here. And the witness to me is probably one of the most interesting characters I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. So for me, I would actually be very interested in seeing where this went because I'm sure none of them show up again. <laughs> no, they pretty much a lot of them just I think they just pretty much just exist in this book. Yeah. My guess is that no. this series was probably created to like retain copyright on these characters because they were probably all going to go out of copyright. Yeah. And they were like, you know what, just do something with him because then we have however many more years if we actually want to keep them. Here's the thing. I don't know if I would read this. But if this was in a trade, you know, if it's in a trade, absolutely. I'm not going to, you know, yeah, I don't know if because it's kind of like I think this would be really I've never seen this before. Neither have I. I didn't. I, would, I thought it was like a mar, like an epic comics, like just some random thing. I didn't know what this was. Yeah. And, and I've never seen it before. I have a feeling it would be very difficult to find the single issues. Yeah. Or maybe it may be really easy. <laughs> you know, you but, think but, if it was, we would have seen it before. God knows how many freaking. Oh, that's true. Single issue boxes we've been in. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we love a trade of this. It's kind of like, uh, I was like saying, it was kind of like Camelot 3000. Yeah. Which I do have the trade of. Which, yeah, and I it's really a, enjoyed that too. Camelot 3000 with previous episode with uh, Robert J. Peterson. Yeah, so, I mean, I would totally read it. Again, like, I really like the idea of the uh, witness because that's so fucked up. Yeah. How fucking fucked up is that? And that, which of course is something that I love. So I'm like. Bring me more fucked up characters like that. Yeah. And you got a goth uh, demon woman. I got a goth demon lady. I mean, I can't really complain. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of weirdness going on here. Yeah. So I dig it. Anyways, that's it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Angry Hero Sean. And I'm at Jen Stansfield on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, find us on Facebook, Worst Collection Ever. And email the show, worstcollectionever at gmail.com. Real quick, as far as Facebook goes, I was just on there uh, today, the day that we're recording this. I did a unboxing mm-hmm. of an action figure I got. So, uh, U- 1995 U.S. Agent. Oh, man. A toy Biz, uh, a holy grail of mine. So, if you guys were so obliged, you should uh, check that out. Because they are, they are. Uh, if you don't watch them live, you can see them. They're, they're up there. So, mm-hmm. that's uh, that should be very cool. And also, very important, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and tell your friends, because that's how we grow the show. Thanks for listening, folks. Wear a fucking mask. Be smart out there. Mm. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye.